0: Out of Austin, Texas, you're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. We're going to be talking about internet safety today, because the internet is apparently not safe. And there's AI liability in There's also I just wanted to look this up here quickly. There's an internet safety hip-hop song, which I didn't like, but <laughs> didn't make the cut. Um, I wanted to do this quickly unfortunately real life is uh, not safe and on the internet real life is happening on the internet dirty ugly things are happening and on the internet AI is propagating dirty ugly amoral bad things happening so let me look at some of these apparently internet safety is something that they throw around at parents to get them to kinda do more do more on behalf of over parenting on the online now when I say over parenting I do mean that you know you're you're incorporating extra surveillance on your device so that you can watch your kids which I don't necessarily believe in too much but it just depends on the parent and the situation You know, my kid, blah, blah, blah. You know, these things exist for a reason. But what it's doing is it's sending a message to your kid that it's okay to surveil children as a paternalist. And when I was a kid, I was set free upon the world, and either in good or bad faith, I was allowed to go out and, and, you know, be a little, little monkey human, you know, riding my bike and crashing into fences if I needed to um, to learn my lessons and there was a there was a level of trust there but there is no trust in the internet world where everything is analyzed everything generates data everything is trackable traceable and reductive to a monetizable event so um, and this is real it narrows down to children as people and the internet geolocating small people trying to put the internet in their hands early and then if they get the phone, the first, among the first lessons they they learn is that they are not trustworthy. They are not trustworthy with technology because they must be tracked. They must be supervised at all times because they are not trustworthy. So I think that among the moral confusion that children are experiencing overwhelmingly is this this notion that their parents don't trust them and they don't trust them with their own thinking in the independent space the way that say they do but what they don't know is that parents are being similarly surveilled and and co-parented by technology companies and and then babysat by algorithms their speech is monitored everything they do is dissected and analyzed by advertisers and governments so let me get to some of this concept of internet safety So internet safety or online safety, cyber safety, e-safety is trying to be safe on the internet and is the act of maximizing a user's awareness of personal safety and security risk to private information. It is a privacy protocol, but here we go. Security. Security risk to private information and property associated with using the internet and self-protection from computer crime. Now this is real computer crime does happen. And it does happen to children. So some of this does get into the hairy scary like Halloween category. Um, As the number of internet users continue to grow worldwide, internet's governments and organizations have expressed concerns about the safety of children and teenagers using the internet. Over 45% have announced that they have endured some sort of cyber harassment. Safer Internet Day is celebrated worldwide in February to raise awareness about internet safety. In the UK, Get Safe Online campaign has received sponsorship from government agencies, serious organized crime agency, RISOCA, and major internet companies such as Microsoft and or eBay. So some of the personal safety things that we are talking about are cyber stalking, cyber cyber bullying, people who are... deliberately posing as children and becoming online predators, but similar things happen in, say, like ho- online honey traps at, you know, Ashley Madison. You know, someone, someone goes in there posing as, you know, someone trying to, to lead you astray in an online liaison and they turn out to be catfish or really dangerous catfish. So, what can happen to an adult can definitely happen to a child who doesn't know any better. Obscene or offensive content, mm. and sex thats the honey trap. I—that's another level of the honey trap that I was trying to indicate there. So, um, I'm going to go to obscene and offensive content, just unpack that a little bit because there's there's a lot here. Various websites on the internet con have featured content material that deems offensive, distasteful, or explicit, which may not often be to the user's liking, such as internet shock sites. Uh, Some of them feature hate speech and, you know, really horribly uh, unethical porn, like the use of and abuse of children and animals and um, hurting people and holding them against their will and doing sexual acts terrible, terrible acts online. Um, such content may manifest in, in in many such ways, such as pop-up ads and unsuspecting links. So everybody's seen terrible, you know, it, it's a lot less, happening a lot less, um, thankfully. If you have an HTTPS connection, I haven't had any problems since I've adopted HTTPS with, you know, rando porn ads popping up um, it's been It's been much better experience for me online. <laughs> um, but the other problem is you know on the on the other end of the spectrum is the algorithm creating crimes that don't exist in order to get a temporary high of user use and then kicking real people out of the internet if they're not generating enough conflict or uh, clickbait. They see them as, as influencer dead weight. Like you you have a lot of followers, they're not they're not doing what we want, so we're gonna create a category today for this this certain crime that's not crime. We're gonna invite a bot mob to agitate real people and then it will appear to be a real mob they will castigate you and tell you what a bad person you are and then um, you will be flamed concurrently bullied and then you know ran out of the internet room ran out of the internet space like out of the platform so this this happens a lot but what I've discovered is that now it's being fished out to you know an algorithm it's just something that can be you know quantified like if if they if the company says this influencer is becoming dead weight they're not pulling the numbers that we want let's kick them out of here and let's try to to pretend it's we're making an example out of them so last week um, when I say last week I mean yesterday in terms of work week I saw something extremely unusual now the guy who does Colin bullshit the um, online guide to to data analysis uh lamented that a covid epidemiologist that had been a harm reduction uh proponent like this is one of the guys who was like you know a devotee of triple masking and anything that was said he went along with and you know he was the uh university of washington elite he was he was definitely in the academic pocket of, of extreme COVID safety and here whip end of this pandemic. And he got butt mobbed and ran right off of Twitter, right off of Twitter. So I'm thinking this is an algorithm that's like, that's commissioned. By the companies to get people who are latent to to have more activity so they'll they won't cancel them but what they'll do is they'll they'll run up their their numbers really high and then hope that people will will chase this false drama that they manufactured it's completely digital astroturf 100% and Once they are done getting their click numbers, and this guy scrambles around, you know, grabbing his head going, what did I do? What did I do? He didn't do anything. He did not do anything. The only thing he did was not create enough clicks for the organization, and that is policed by another algorithm. So this is algorithm on algorithm on natural body crime that is happening, reputational, harms that are happening to people that are false reputational harms meaning like there's no harm that was committed whatsoever it's completely ginned up out of nowhere it is non-existent but an algorithm did it so with that I'm gonna cut to some of this web 3 stuff I'll just go there right now okay web 3 Web3 is connected with finance and and we need more finance right now because of inflation. Okay? And Web3 is driven by algorithms. Just because it's an algorithm doesn't make it bad. The algorithms are configured by people with moral ambivalence and maybe they don't necessarily have any qualms about making the life of someone they, they don't see. Or hear or feel or touch every day hard or difficult or uncomfortable okay so the moral ambivalence of some of these tech administrators will lead to you know real-life harms but they're so detached from it that they don't care nothing happens to them in their little cubicle and it isn't like an enforceable crime it's a moral crime in that they are participating in a continual barrage or a continual environment of unethical behavior and in a, a dysfunctionality between humans okay the way that 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 social platforms are architected like say at Twitter and Facebook are to capitalize on conflict all right and that requires you to be judgy it requires you to be judgy so web 3 is an answer to that that's that's the new villain on the stage the moral amb- morally ambivalent tech and algorithm manufacturing divides subdivides and until we are in total rubble okay emotionally socially whatever so web 3 is supposed to pull us out of the pocket and possibly be uh a security answer to increasing our net worth by monetizing the things that we do online without endorsing the mass surveillance industrial complex. So let me get to one amenity I want you to know about. Um, It is this Wyden-Paul Bipartisan Bill. The Fourth Amendment is not for sale act and I'll, I'll post a link in it post-haste, like afterwards. But it is the Fourth Amendment is Not for Sale Act. I'll read three graphs from this, and then move on. Washington, D.C. U.S. Senators Ron Wyden and Rand Paul and 18 other senators introduced a bill to put a stop to shady data brokers buying and selling America's constitutional rights. The Fourth Amendment Is Not For Sale Act closes the legal loophole that allows data brokers to sell Americans' personal information to law enforcement and intelligence agencies without any court oversight, in contrast to the strict rules for phone companies and social media sites and other businesses that have direct relationships with consumers. Doing business online is doesn't amount to giving the government permission to track your every movement or rifle through the most personal details of your life. There's just no reason information scavenged by data brokers should be treated differently than the same data held by your phone company or email provider. This bill closes that legal loophole and ensures that the government can't use its credit card to run and run the Fourth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment's protection against unreasonable search and seizure ensures that the liberty of every American Cannot be violated on the whims or financial transactions of every government officer. This critical legislation will put an end to the government's practice of buying its way around the Bill of Rights by purchasing the personal and location data of everyday Americans. Enacting the Fourth Amendment is Not For Sale Act will stop this gross abuse of privacy, but also stands for the fundamental principle that government exists to protect, not trade away, individual rights. Also, the FTC report, um, I just wanted to bring it up again, wanted to bring it up again, Let me see. power scale to do what I want, I'm having power issues, I'm losing power, power is hopefully restored, yeah there, we got the lightning, lightning cable doing what it's supposed to do, <laughs> I don't want to get cut off in the middle of it of a show, <laughs> cause I'm losing power. Um, so there's the FTC report to show the sophisticated dark patterns used to track and trip, track and trick, trick and trap consumers. So I might do a trick and trap episode for Halloween. Um, don't get lost in the hole of dark patterns. I just wanted to mention it before I move on to web three. Okay. So web three, um, what that's doing is that's creating a blockchain uh, environment where you can get paid to do things you know based on what you do and that there's more more moral security there because you're out of the monopoly that capitalizes on surveillance based data which is making me happy that's an alternative that I need (sighs) to the current monopoly that is that's completely dunning people and, and creating moral outrage behaviors over nothing, over zero. Um, so we can do more we get with Web3 and we'll be unpacking it. But if you have opinions or thoughts about Web3, it would be really cool to hear from you. Um, so I've been on here for about 20 minutes or so. We got Joshua and Charlie with us and I think we had Jonathan for like a little bit fight him back (laughs) no (laughs) because he had to be somewhere all right Um, so we've got web 3 uh, fear uncertainty and doubt and you some people think that web 3 is going to create more privacy hackles and more internet safety problems um, but others think that it will solve them using the same technologies decentralizing the web and creating more shields for people to say this is my stuff please protect my stuff you know I'm going to be able to protect it I'm going to be able to protect what's mine and I'll manufacture um monetary value based on what I do online for instance if uh the unsanctioned citizen had a way to put some sort of tip jar in a decentralized token space that didn't use, say, PayPal. Then I would be able to pull down, you know, tips and you know maybe subscriptions. But some of this is coming down to super followers. There are a few super followers online that are being commissioned. Um, through Twitter Twitter is usually a pretty good platform to integrate you know existing following you know they don't want to abuse them too bad otherwise people don't want to use the platform unfortunately I'm I'm thoroughly turned off by Twitter but I go there because they're they're pretty great news aggregate site so while they do some pretty morally reprehensible things with their programming schedules and their algorithms and the the loose and fast way that they, you know, supervise their, their security employees. I'm going to say that they still have news generation that's pretty, pretty top. So I can go there and stuff will be published. I don't know what I'm not seeing, but if it's low and low supervised, um, then it will get out. <laughs> So I just wanted to mention that (laughs) because Twitter has been in the crosshairs more recently for their security flaws and the way that they do things. So I think I'll just go to this one cool thing, this one really cool thing that I have discovered about AI. I think I posted plenty of stuff about, you know, the attention economy and how it's pulling us into a complete place of disunity, yada, yada, yada. I guess people think that that's boring, so I'm going to talk about something that might be a little bit more interesting to kind of wrap up the show. Let's say, okay, a musician raised an AI baby to harmonize with. And her newest experiment could usher in a brave new world of art. That's kind of cool. So this was produced at the Insider by Drew Austin, and he said, as artificial intelligence has gotten better, fears about our AI-enabled future have grown. So even small steps forward, more sophisticated AI have triggered concerns that robots will take away human jobs, or that AI-generated deepfakes will warp our sense of reality. In the world of art, misgivings about AI have been particularly acute. An AI-generated piece of art recently won first prize in a competition at the Colorado State Fair. That's interesting, because the Texas State Fair is right around the corner. I wonder if there will be any AI art in there. Leading to an outcry of artists and critics alike. Other experiments with replacing illustrators and writers have caused similar hand-wringing. Despite the, this widespread apprehension, Holly Herndon, an experimental musician and artist, doesn't think AI is nefarious or will ruin art. These technologies are here to stay, she told me recently, and we might as well learn how to live with them. I think the best way forward is for artists to lean into developments with machine learning. I think I have met Holly Herndon. I know that name. I do. I know that name. Um, I think the best way for is for artists to lean into developments with machine learning, she said, suggesting that they think of ways to conditionally invite others to experiment with them. Last year Herndon launched a project called Holly Plus, a tool that enables other artists to make music using AI generated likeness of her voice. The works created using Holly Plus are essentially vocal deepfakes sanctioned and encouraged by Herndon. Herndon's usage of AI shows a way forward not just for artists, but also for the rest of us. Instead of rejecting new technology, everyone from workers to businesses to amateur creators could learn to use these tools to make their lives easier or open up new creative avenues. By embracing AI, would-be skeptics would help to ensure the burgeoning technology is used for good, rather than leaving it to be ill shaped by ill-intentioned parties, which we have discussed Ill-intentioned parties can be all over the process. So there's threat management to be had all around. As much money as these tech companies make, why can't they find any to do insider threat management? It's like a cone. It's like the sound of one hand clapping. Why can't they find any money to do insider threat management? They're making hand over fist. They're reaching into countries to pay stupid amounts of money for technical employees to get over here. Yet they can't find enough money for insider threat. What is wrong with them? From an AI baby to deepfakes and crypto, still whipped. In Berlin, Herndon has made an AI recurring theme of her work over the past decade, experimenting with computer Collaboration in her recordings and live performances. An early instance this was her 2015 album *Platform*, which combined the organic qualities of the human voice with machine sounds and digital processing techniques. For her 2019 album *Proto*, Herndon took this approach further by creating *Spawn*, an AI baby that merged her voice and the voice of her partner Matt Dryhurst into a synthetic female entity that provided additional vocals. There she is, Holly Herndon. Holly Plus project synthesizes the insights that Herndon has gathered over a decade engaging with AI, a process of inquiry that has included her earning a Doctorate of Musical Arts at Stanford. The university's Center for Computer Research in Music and Acoustics, the core of Holly Plus is straightforward. Anyone can upload an audio file and the tool. By the way, Holly doesn't look like a happy person. Maybe this is a terrible photo. But she is surrounded by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven microphones. Looking off into the corner. Eight microphones. And she does not look like a happy person. So, I don't know. I think I'll stop reading there. There's communication in that. I don't want to be dumb. But we're at 29 minutes and 40-something seconds. Does anybody want to jump up here to add any thoughts about any of this? Because I can carp on all day about how, how shitty I think things should go at companies and wag my finger at their processes, but there's limited, limited things that I can do unless, unless Congress gets involved and does more. And even then, it's going to be different. So here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do for this this audience. I'm going to work hard to one um increase my financial prowess by using an algorithm. So I discovered that fintech has amazing algorithms and they were the one of the first you know to get on board with algorithmic processing that's made a lot of money. Which is probably why they were reached for for talent in monetization and, and business um, by Google. Okay, these are people who know how to do, do data science and to do good technology and search engines and things like that, but maybe they didn't know how to make it go money quite as well as the finance guys do. Now finance people have a reputation for being a little bit morally ambiguous. So hence the uh, mass surveillance component. Well, you know, if we just take the data that we're getting and we find a way to monetize it because it's just the natural byproduct of the Internet, you know, who cares if it belongs to somebody else? Who cares if it's going to, you know, betray things about them? We're making money, and they, they gave it to us. So they're the, they're the big dummies for using the Internet. Ha, 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 ha all the way to the bank. So there's, that's why Web3. <laughs> Anyways... Uh, Angry Sandy, Angry Sandy. Okay, everybody knows that that their financial, their financial four hundred one k's are kind of dumping out. They're losing a lot of money right now because of inflation in all kinds of ways. So I'm gonna look into this algorithm. You know, they they say that there's some Some uh, scammy things they're trying to understand it I'm gonna check it out but if it works then I'll have stock tips that are primo and what I hope to do I'm gonna set myself a little goal because I'm a goal-oriented person obviously because this is the 40th day of Colin of 100 days of Colin and I wanted to say that if I devote like $50 you know, every so often, every week, every couple of weeks. Um, when I say donate, I mean I, I play it into the stock market, which is not donating it. I'll still own it. But I, I, well, I won't be able to use it for other things. You know, it's not going to be liquid capital used for, say, like groceries or gas. Um, so I could put $50 on a, on a high yield stock and see where I end up in, you know, three to six months. And see what happens and if the churn is pretty good I'll come back here and say I'm making money and I'll be able to to do other things because I'm making money so let's see if that algorithm is going to work and uh, so that algorithm will sustain me you know regardless of what active profession I'm you know doing today today's jack card, whether it be privacy or security or consultancy or political consultancy or whatever it is the hell I do. (laughs) So um, with that, I'm going to say thank you very much for joining us on that AI Roundup and um, doing the safety dance with me. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call-in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.